Welcome to Rhode Island's Church and State Podcast. I'm David. And I'm Jessica. We're a husband and wife podcast. He's a pastor and I'm a state senator. So you've been warned. We're about to talk politics and religion. And anything else that might get us canceled. Hey, everybody. Today, we're going to be sharing with you some rules on fighting fair. Jess and I have had our fair share of fights, uh, but we, uh, we've we no. learned some things over the yeah. You don't get to 20 years without uh, knocking things out a little bit, I guess, right? Right. Okay. So we're, um, we, we're hoping that you will learn from our mistakes over the years. And, um, and we put together a list of, of rules to help us, uh, that helped us to, to make sure that when we were arguing, things didn't get out of hand. Um, the police have never been called. <laughs> uh, we've never had to talk to lawyers. So I, I think that's um, part of, you know, I, I consider that success. That's a success. Yeah, yeah, I would say so. Um, but I do want to just make it clear. We are not counselors. We're not nope. licensed counselors. So you are totally getting rookie advice here. Not rookie advice. Um, seasoned? Seasoned. seasoned. Yes. Okay. Uh, I guess 20 we years would be professionals. We will be seasoned. Yes. So yeah. I would consider this basic uh, help. Um, this is like basic first aid. But if you know some of your arguments out there, some of the conflict you may be having, uh, it might require more than first aid. You might yeah. need to. You might need to actually call nine one one, or um, schedule a session with a therapist. Yes, and yeah. counselors, therapists. There are many out there that are amazing. So I would just For encourage sure. you to, um, to to seek one out, especially if your if your marriage is in trouble or, or the relationship that you're in is uh, is in a state of like constant conflict. Uh, but right. this really isn't a podcast episode for those kind of marriages. Maybe the, there will be some helpful things here, but if there's just a lot of emotional abuse and everything, that that I think really needs uh, some professional help. Yeah. Um, but today, like you said, we're going to give some tips for fighting fair. And I think the first one is figure out who's right, right? So I'm always right. Well, in our house- We figured that out a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> the truth is, fights are normal. Fights happen. Um, they, there are going to be disagreements. There is going to be fighting. And if there isn't fighting, it's because one spouse is dominating the other, mm -hmm. as my wife just tried to flex <laughs> right in front of everybody. Um, there, are, there are times that there's going to be you know, disagreement. And if one person just keeps saying you know, they keep shutting down or walking away or running away, because the other one is dominating and fighting, arguing, you know, too aggressive, mm -hmm. that should be an indication that it's not a healthy yeah. dynamic. It's not a healthy relationship. So uh, you, there, there is a time when you can't ignore the, the pain or the hurt anymore. You know, the, whether it's the toothpaste or the seat being left up in the, in the bathroom, uh, you, you got to confront these things. You got to talk them, talk them out. Yeah. So absolutely. this could be for big things, little things. What do you think? I think little things turn into big things if you don't take mm. care of it. Wow, that's good. All right, I know that's we'll why end I'm the, the podcast right there. <laughs> little things can lead to big things. That's so true. Um, I will say that I think that sometimes the conflict or the confrontation is not the problem. Mm -hmm. I think it's the process and the method that we employ to get through it. I think that's where it can get um, things can kind of get sidetracked and it's really good and be derailed. So what we want to provide you today are just some practical guardrails uh, just to keep your relationship from going off a cliff. 
And again, we've learned from experience. We've had our fair share of fights, but we've uh, been able to get through them, I think, because as we matured and as we listened to other people and, and kind of grew in wisdom, we started to incorporate some of these things. So here's what we decided to do. Um, instead of just kind of going through a list, we put our rules in a, um, in a little pile here of, of paper. Right. Uh, and we're just going to draw them at random and whoever draws uh, that topic or that rule or that that um, that tip yeah. uh, is going to talk about it. Mm -hmm. Right. All right. Yes. So ladies first. I'll let you go first. Well, I thank you. I love to see chivalry is not dead. <laughs> All right. So the first one that I picked is pick your words. OK, mm. so this is a good one because uh, I would say, well, it took us a few years to learn this one, but use i statements mm -hmm. you don't want to start with you you do this or you do that right um because automatically that person's going to go on the defensive so if you use i statements like i feel this way when you do this um also words that we don't use when fighting mm -hmm. always and never right because again that shuts down uh, communication yeah. I, i'm suddenly on the defensive because right. like you can't say i never that's just not right. fair Good. i picked up the socks last month in, it's kind of related to it. If I could jump onto your topic, yeah. um, the, the picking your words, it's even like how long you talk because mm -hmm. I, um, I, I found that, that for there to be healthy conversation and then not to be a one track kind of person, a one, one track or one sided conversation, it's good if each person is talking no more than 30 to 60 seconds. Mm -hmm. If one person is talking for a full minute, a minute doesn't seem that long, but if it's supposed to be a conversation and one person is just talking and talking and talking and, and the other person is not really having a chance to respond or get in, there's no invitation into the conversation. I think that's, uh, uh, I think that's another thing just to kind of keep that internal clock going. Like how long have I been talking? Because am I just monopolizing this conversation? Well, I think also too, this will go to other topics, which is you're not bringing up everything from the past. You're mm -hmm. not going over this list of of sins and grievances, right? Yep. We're just staying in the moment on that one topic. So it should be short and it, enough for somebody to respond, right? right? So David, you pick the next one. All right. Reach over. First of all, this is not fair how far away this is. This, we're already having our first fight. It's too close to you. I have shorter arms. Oh, this is a good one. Pick your spouse. I picked my wife and um, <laughs> she's very agreeable. So that's important. <laughs> Make sure that you pick the right kind of spouse. Uh, I don't think that's what that meant. No, it's not. It's not. Uh, by pick your spouse, it means you 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 don't want to make it about um, just the issue. Make sure that you're you're not losing sight of this is someone that you love, that you're for them, you're committed to them, that this disagreement is small in comparison to the larger relationship. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the disagreement or the hurt that is important and that's why you're talking about it, but don't lose perspective. Don't descend into um, ad hominem or character attacks. Don't start name calling. Don't act like a therapist and start diagnosing them. You're a you know, you're depressed or I think you're bipolar, you know, you're a narcissist. Yeah. You're a narcissist. <laughs> those are, you know, leave that to the professionals. You're their spouse. You live with them. Your judgment is probably clouded. So pick your spouse before them. Make sure that you're, you, you know, it kind of goes along with what you said about um, picking your words, making sure that your, your mm -hmm. words are appropriate. So, um, you, um, you, you don't want to be bringing up the past. Oh. Um, 
Yeah. I, I mean, suddenly when people are fighting, they, they love history. <laughs> They're bringing up every record of They're wrong. They're history scholars. And, yeah. yeah. They've, they've, they, they've got a notebook sitting by their nightstand <laughs> where they whip this thing out and they've just, you know, on December 31st at 12 p.m., we were supposed to go on a date, but that's not fair. So pick yeah. your spouse and make sure that you've established that even in this disagreement, you're for them. You love them and uh, you're not going to let this thing sidetrack the relationship you're yeah. going to get through it it's really good your right. turn so i'll grab from the list here that's so close to me all right this one says pick an issue so we were just talking about the christmas list right mm -hmm. where you have a notebook beside your bed and you start listing all of these grievances well right. don't have a list pick one issue um be specific we're not uh you know if you're having a fight you're not going to take the uh a trail off into some other related topic stay right. on on point what's the the issue at hand right and um don't don't divert from that yeah right i think sometimes when i'm sitting down with couples and they're, they're asking for some marital help or marital tips both of them are coming and they've they really have a laundry list it's like this christmas list mm. it turns into a festivus where they're airing grievances with yeah. one another yeah. and that's not that's not a you know that's not going to be conducive because there's always going to be issues that we're going to want to you know uh see rectified or resolved instead pick one issue one thing at a time and work through it yeah All it's right. that golden rule thing right you don't want someone keeping a list of uh your wrongs because Let's be honest, we all make mistakes. So what's the next one? The next one is very much like that. It's pick the present. Um, sometimes we sit on these grievances and uh, we, we're looking for the moment where we can unload all of them and, and just start giving them that, that laundry list. Mm -hmm. But instead, when, when, you, when you've been hurt or when you're seeing this disagreement or you're seeing something that you object to take place, pick that moment to, uh, to talk about it. And when you're talking about it, don't bring up the other five or 10 times that they've done it, but just stay in this moment. Uh, talk about what they've done today or, or, you know, in this situation, be very specific, but don't drag as we've kind of talked about in the last two mm -hmm. uh, tips. Don't pick everything. Um, don't bring all of these other uh, offenses into it. Yeah. And if it happens again, after you've talked about it, then in that moment, uh, be present and talk about the issue in that moment. But don't, you know, don't stockpile right. all of these offenses. I've talked to you now five times about this one topic. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's, that's not helpful. Well, because you, you, um, you've reminded me of this scripture, but it says, you know, love keeps no record of wrongs. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what, what this pick the present uh, idea, this principle is all about, that you've chosen to forgive, so you're moving past it. But if it happens again, you bring it up, you talk about it in that situation, referring just to that incident. Yeah. And yeah. and even, you know, when we talk about pick the present, pick the time too, because maybe that moment isn't the most appropriate time to bring it up. You know, if if they're on a tight schedule and, and your spouse is heading out the door uh, to get to a meeting or get to work, um, that's very stressful. Like th this isn't the best time to, to bring it up. Um, and it might not even be uh, um, appropriate to do it when other people are around. No, because, it's never appropriate. Yeah, I mean, I, I unless that person's a therapist. I feel, yeah, 
I feel so awkward when I see couples kind of going at each other, right? You know, sometimes it's with you and I, yeah. sometimes it's with just me. And uh, all that's doing is it's adding more stress to the situation because now it's not just about that conflict or that incident, that disagreement, but it's stressful because now they're trying to save face in front of this other couple or this mm -hmm. other person. And, uh, and that's not going to help. So pick the present, but also pick your time. Like, is this the best time to talk about this or, or should we wait? I would it's say- It's also unfair. Right? Yeah. Wouldn't you say mm -hmm. if someone's out the door going to work and you just unload on them? Right. I mean, the rest of their day is going to be consumed with the thought of that fight. Yeah. It's going to derail them. Yeah. It's and, not right. And if you're on a date with mm -hmm. your spouse, that's probably not the best time to, uh, to you know, start talking about this, uh, this, in, in this incident or this argument. Right. Um, I'd say use the sandwich mess method, right? Uh, start with a compliment, bring your disagreement, but that and end with a compliment. And I'd like to say that, you know, it's that is not manipulation, right? Mm -hmm. You're not doing that to get something. You're doing it because it also reminds you that you love this person, that they are a great person, that they do contribute a lot to the relationship. And then, um, then you can express whatever it is that you'd like to bring to their attention. But again, reminds you that you love your spouse and keeps you in the right frame of mind. Yeah. And I think sometimes guys, um, guys can tell something's wrong. Right. So mm -hmm. yeah, she's just, something's off. I don't know what's going on. And they just, Hey, what's wrong guys. That doesn't work. That's, <laughs> that, that never works. I, I know it, it might work with your friends. It might work with um, your brother, but it won't work with your wife. It won't work, work with your spouse. So Jessica, what advice would you give to a guy? He's feeling that there's something off with his wife today. She doesn't seem very happy. She seems kind of moody. How should, should Did he you just, just say moody? <laughs> oh my goodness. Should he <laughs> avoid her? Should he take the weekend off? What should he, what, what advice would you give to that guy? Well, you know, I'm not sure how long ago you stopped saying what's wrong. Mm -hmm. And then years, you... <laughs> years ago, I learned because I, I was in this trap. You know, what's wrong? Nothing. Trap. Nothing. Why does something always have to be wrong? <laughs> <laughs> so I learned not to ask that. And yeah. I actually read a book on on it. But And apparently I didn't know. I mean, not apparently. I'm giving I didn't away know. my secrets yeah, here. I didn't know that you were reading this book. So yeah. tell me, David, what are the two sentences, well, phrases that you use? The what's wrong question is about you know, solving a problem. And really, if she's upset or something's bothering her, she probably wants to talk about it. She wants to kind of process through it. So I found that if I ask, you don't seem yourself today, that opened up more of a, um, more of a dialogue. Mm -hmm. And you, were, you would kind of open up and say, oh, I'm being bothered by this or that or whatever it is. So I've just outed myself and given, yep. given away You've the given question away. Now I know. that kind of, you know, calms everything down and kind of resets the day for us. But it might even be you you look uh, like you're deep in thought, looks like something's on your mind or something's weighing you down. What what's um like can we talk about it? Yeah, that's really good. He's a master. All right. <laughs> Your uh, turn. My turn. Okay, here we go. Reaching over. Pick the truth. Okay, let's see. Pick the truth. So I would say um you want to be honest with your spouse but you also love your spouse, but you want to be honest with them. You don't need to agree with them on something that's not truthful. Hmm. Um, and, oh, you know, we wrote down one of a couple of scripture verses for this podcast. And one of them was uh, a closing quote, but it's, this one's found in first Corinthians 13, the love chapter. Mm -hmm. 
And it says that um, love rejoices in truth. So yes. um, that's a good one. All right. Yeah. Be honest. Like if something's bothering you, be open about it. Be honest. Be transparent. Yeah. But uh, just make sure you're saying it, you know, from the right perspective. You know, right. this whole, con this the reason why I like that verse is because it's talking about love, but love is more than a feeling. It's also truthful. It's also honest. Right. So be truthful, but be loving about it as well. Those there's, two have to go hand in hand. There's another scripture first, which I didn't write down, which was speak the truth in love, right? Mm -hmm. So if you're going to have to say something difficult, do it with, do it yes. with love. Yes, agreed. All right, your turn. My turn. All right, here's another one. This is a pick their perspective. You know you're hurt. You know you're upset. You're mm -hmm. angry about something. But I have found a, re found it a really good practice to try to understand uh, you or anyone else that I, that I might be having a disagreement with, what is their perspective? And if I can restate what they're angry about or what they're upset about or why they did something the, the way they did it, if I can restate that and capture it, um, and then I can get them to say, yep, yeah, that's exactly how I feel, or yes, that's exactly what, what I'm trying to say. Then, then I feel like I'm doing a better job of understanding their point of view. Because I think sometimes, a lot of times, well, many times, there's conflict because we don't respect the point of view or the perspective of the, uh, of the other person. And of course, it's not just um, uh, being able to restate that perspective, but it's everything else, right? It's your, it's your body language, mm -hmm. so making eye contact and not just going, uh-huh, uh-huh, or nodding your head. Like, the... Those wow, might yeah. be helpful, but what is really helpful is if you can restate their perspective, even using your own words, but get them to say, yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. That's exactly what I've been trying to say for months or weeks or all day or in this moment. Then uh, I think you've done a good job of being more fair in this argument. That's good. All right. I'll grab one. Okay. Pick your battles. This is a good one. I love this one. Ask yourself is this important to you? Is this something that you feel is that you need to bring up? Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I hear some, some lady who's complained, you know, about the laundry being left on the floor. And if, if it's something that's really important to you, bring it up, use the sandwich method. Um, you want to speak up sooner rather than later, because the longer you wait, the angrier you'll be, mm. you know, I've definitely found that if I don't say something, it builds and builds and builds. And then I, I could be uh, unnecessarily yeah. angry about it, you right, know, like right. blow things out of proportion right. when right. really it's just about. The it's thoughts. like a wound. You you um you don't want that thing festering. Right. You want to bring some healing to it. Bring a mm -hmm. band aid to it. Um, you don't want that thing just collecting. Uh, that's not healthy. Yeah. All right. Here's the uh, last one. Here's our last tip. Save the best for last. For fighting fair, this would be picking the right tone. Pick the right tone. Um, you know, I, I kind of talked about it already and, and you've talked about the words as well, but your tone matters. You know, you don't want to be interrupting. You want to make sure your body language is, is, is right, but be kind, be courteous. These things seem so basic, but even in the argument, uh, and in the disagreement, are you being kind? Are your words being kind or are they being cutting? Are they being hurtful? Are they... Are they blaming and blame shifting? Are you willing to take any responsibility in the argument? Many times I'll, I'll talk to a, 
you know, a husband or a wife and they're like, oh my goodness, my spouse. And, and I walk away with the perspective that this, this person's a, you know, their spouse is a, a dirt bag and, sure. and they're a hundred percent at fault. And then I talk to the other person, I'm really like saying, oh my goodness, they, um, uh, th this is not a hundred percent thing, but it's like 50, 50 or right. 70, 30 or something like that. So, uh, pick the right tone. And, um, I, part of that is also not stonewalling or giving the silent treatment, but really being, uh, being participatory or participating in the, uh, in the conflict or in the disagreement and kind of working to, uh, to resolve it. Um, we, um, I think sometimes the danger when it comes to a conflict is people will do one of two things. They'll either um, go silent or they'll mo monopolize mm -hmm. where they just, you know, they, they don't say anything or they, they want to talk and kind of own the whole conversation, but instead have a tone that's listening, but also engaged and not, um, not one that's blaming. That's good. All right. So, uh, I have one last question for you, Jessica. Oh, this was not in our yeah. little uh, Oh, it wasn't. What, we didn't talk about of, it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is there a time, because this happens all the time, uh, but is there a time to pause or revisit an argument? Sometimes couples are, you know, they're arguing and it doesn't seem to be resolved. You're going on, you know, three hours later, <laughs> uh, people are sweating, the, you know, kids they're are waking listless. up. Yeah. What, what do you think? Um, I would say yes, but only for an agreed, uh, agreed upon amount of time. Mm -hmm. And the only reason I say that is because if an agreement gets too heated, it's better to cool down before you say something that you will regret and you can't take back. Yeah. You know, yeah. where it's like, uh, you, people say, oh, forgive and forget. Well, we're not computers. We can't hit delete. And right. that memory is gone forever. So true. So it's better to, if you need to take five minutes, take cool down. Breather. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Good advice. Well, thank you guys for jumping in this week with us for uh, Church and State. I think it's really turning into family Church and State. I think so. We've got a lot of different issues that we're, <laughs> we're covering and talking about because many of those are things that you guys are requesting. So keep those coming. And uh, we do hope today's podcast was helpful to you and sets you guys up for great success in your marriages and your families. And I think a lot of these principles will apply in any relationship. Awesome. All right. Thanks. Stick around for today's closing quote. Today's closing quote comes from Ephesians 4, verse 26. In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. Thanks again for listening. And if you've enjoyed this podcast, help us by subscribing and sharing these episodes. And for more content, check out churchandstateri.com. 